Hello, hello. We are broadcasting from the furthest reaches of space. This is Trivia Escape Pod, and I'm your host, Julia Sorensen. And I'm Ross White. It's March 3rd, 2020, and we are searching for a hospitable planet. But in the meantime, we have trivia questions about famous subtitles, streets and boulevards, an alternate alphabet, and popular people on Wikipedia. We've also got a change one letter movie round. We are going to be asking these questions in four rounds to test knowledge and occasionally creative thinking. So if you want to play along, tweet us your scores. This week's intro was Space Podcast Theme by Swaggernaut812. A good song, but... I like that. Yeah. I like the big drum beat. Like, boom, boom, boom. I do, too. I think we're still on the lookout, though, for a permanent theme song. So, listeners, if you have got some theme music for us, send it our way. TriviaEscapePod at gmail.com, and we will play it regardless of what it is. I also like how just space podcast theme makes it sound like the the off-brand Walmart version of us. <laughs> right. It makes it sound like he was uh, just basically composing for any old space podcast that happened to need some theme music. Yeah, it's like when you double up on like a, a letter of recommendation for multiple things. Yeah. I'm really hungry coming out of stasis as well. I'm super hungry. We should make some food in a little bit. But first, Julia, what have you been up to? Um, well, this past weekend, I have never seen the Lord of the Rings movies. My friends know this. They shame me for it almost daily. It's criminal. It it was criminal, yes. But they fixed that by hosting a marathon of all of the movies. So I went to my friend's house at 10 a.m. And I stayed there until about 11 p.m., just watching Lord of the Rings movies. And to clarify, that was 10 a.m. Monday until 11 p.m. Thursday, right? No, because we could not get the extended editions to work because there was somehow jelly on the discs. Okay, I used to work in a video store, and whenever any of our customers brought in jelly on any of the videos, it was highly suspect. It It, it was... Very suspicious, but it was indeed jelly on these discs. It was not their discs initially, but um, Stephanie and Caitlin uh, from way back when on our podcast, Who on the Bookstore, they got these box sets in like a big shipment of donations. So they're like, well, these are ours now. I'm afraid they got an extra donation. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> you know, I was really hungry, but I feel like I've lost my appetite yeah, <laughs> just um, a little bit. I'm pretty sure... At, at some point, Frodo was in my dreams last night. I don't remember to what degree, but I remember waking up and seeing Frodo. Did he have a hairy little hobbit feet uh, in your dream? No, but I. my main takeaway, A, Frodo does not serve Sam. B, people need to wear shoes in these movies. Right? They were walking on so many things. They need shoes. <laughs> That was your main takeaway. Yes, that was the biggest thing that was upsetting me in all three movies. None of them were fucking wearing shoes. So not the power of friendship, (laughs) not the fact that courage will always defeat evil, but like, get this motherfucker some ASICs. Yes! (laughs) They really upset me. (laughs) Oh, man. 
Have, right. you, have you seen those movies, Ross? Do you understand what I'm getting at? I have seen those movies, and I took away very different messages <laughs> from those. I took away the message that Gandalf is my style icon. I want to look like that dude. Well, you're getting there with the beard. Right? I'm going to grow my beard out, and I am going gray soon enough. I know that's going to happen. <laughs> I am going to look like a beast when I look like Gandalf. I was joking that uh, for Halloween, I'll be a hobbit, and Ryan will just be like an Ent. But like we can either go as high budget or as low budget as we want on an Ent costume. I feel like your 6'10 fiancé, you two are more likely to go as a White Walker and then the giant from Game of Thrones. <laughs> But like, I just love the idea of like, if we go low budget, he's just wearing like a brown t-shirt and like holding sticks and like, ha ha, <laughs> I did it. I, also, you could put him in like a brown t-shirt with like a studded leather belt and just have him say Hodor a lot and you know, he'd be done. Oh, so sad. Well. So sad. Still too soon. Really? It's too soon for yes, Hodor It's jokes. always too soon for Hodor jokes. I was very upset by it. All right. Um, Ross, I'm trying to make some ramen here, and I wanted to stir the ramen, but uh, I opened the utensil drawer, and there are no forks or knives or spoons. Well, where did our cutlery go? I don't know, but instead there are shoelaces. It is it is only shoelaces in here. Why are there shoelaces in our silverware? I smell Rachel. It's engineer Rachel. I smell Rachel. Rachel. That's this week's prank? I guess. I'm just going to try and like... Use the aglets as tiny little chopsticks. <laughs> I am so hyped that you know the word aglets. Uh, Phineas and Ferb taught me that. Thank you very much. <laughs> I know that from Phineas and Ferb only. Well, I am just going to lasso my food and uh, <laughs> swing it around. I, you know, like I watch a lot of the old Wonder Woman cartoons. I feel confident that if she had no cutlery, she'd just like swing that golden lasso, catch some food whip it around and and it like would, launch it in her mouth it would fly right into her mouth <laughs> then she'd get in her invisible plane and rachel drive home. rachel has not defeated us as yet this oh, is just no. our creative thinking this was a weak one engineer rachel <laughs> do better <laughs> julia we have got something on radar yeah it looks like someone else floating through space in another escape pod let's perform the docking maneuver i will analyze the passenger manifest opening the airlock <laughs> Our guest today is a comedian, a television professional, and the host of a family feud-style trivia show Thursday nights at the original Flying Burrito in Raleigh, North Carolina. Please welcome the J-Met, Jason Matthews. Well, hi, guys. How's it going? Hello there. Hi. Jason, we are very surprised to find you in space because you are so often found performing on stages in Raleigh. Okay, so here's the deal. Okay. I, I, I had to go to Trader Joe's. And uh, I was getting some of that uh, uh, mandarin orange chicken. Oh yeah, yeah, and the, the good stuff. Yeah, and uh, I took that. They're doing all the construction on forty, and I took the wrong ramp. And next thing I know, you're I'm, in space. I'm in space. You know, it happens all the time. Yeah, that is exit it's, it's, two seventy one. <laughs> yeah, puts you the, right into space. Trust you. Sometimes that Waze don't know what it's talking about. Mm -hmm. Just gonna say that right now. So I will follow Waze, despite the fact that I know that it's taking me somewhere stupid, just to see what happens. Okay, but Waze never picks up where I am. One time I was going down 40, and it had me like marked as going the opposite direction <laughs> down 40. I don't know. I was going east. It had me going west, and it was giving me the wrong exit names, and I was very confused. 
That's pretty awesome, actually. I don't trust Waze. That's somebody. That's Waze. engineer Rachel at Waze pranking you. <laughs> Waze, go home. You're drunk. <laughs> it was 10 a.m. Waze. <laughs> well, J. Matt, tell us a little bit about this trivia show that you're hosting at the Original Flying Burrito. Absolutely. Uh, the name of the game is called Opinionation, and uh, it is a family-style game. We ask uh, survey questions. And your job is to guess the top answer, and you get points for getting how close you get. And uh, the winner at the end of the evening gets a $25 gift card. So, Who lot. does not want a gift card? Uh, no. Uh, one lady. One lady. Really? Wait, really? I, so Yeah. So when I say, you know, it's Family Feud, people's light up, and they love Family Feud. It's like, I love Steve Harvey. I go, okay, player. But, um, but yeah, so. But don't ever do that again, please. <laughs> I didn't do it with the mustache, okay. so it looks better with the mustache. Um, this one lady came up to me, and, and first of all, she's like, are y'all doing karaoke? I was like, uh, no, yeah, we're doing Family Feud. She looks me dead in the eye. She goes, I hate Family Feud. Hands me a sheet, walks away. I'm like, what? what? sheet did she hand you? Well, you know, they, the sheets and the pads and- Oh, yeah, oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I see, I see. Yeah, yeah, so, but she handed that back to me and just went, uh and walked all back to the bar and went, What? No, <laughs> who doesn't like Family Feud? Jason, I mean, is it possible? Yes, that her family all died in a fire. Is it possible? And you just re-traumatized her, or they died on Family Feud? They died on Family Feud. <laughs> it's the unaired episode of Family Feud. <laughs> well, you know, that is that is definitely a possibility. If yes. someone died on Family Feud, what would be the cause of death? Survey says. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, that strike falling down and hitting him on the head. See, you think it's all CGI. It's actually real. Oh, wow. It's a real strike. That big red X. It seems or, as though they phased it in from another universe. It just appears there. Or actually, actually, no. It's just this showdown where they have to slap hands and someone actually just smushed someone's cranium. <laughs> someone had a brass knuckle. Yeah. <laughs> I like to think that it's it was a very inquisitive person who's like I'm gonna climb up here and see what the number one answer was and they put their hand on the square or the rectangle that sort of flips over right as it was flipping their hand got caught in there cut off their hand they fell twenty feet and then bled to death that's how I think they died I suspect that there's always a little bit of a gas leak so that people think Steve Harvey is funny but they put in too much of the gas. Actually, it's uh you know back in the old days they had that big triangle that would move. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, like a moving billboard. So yeah. someone tried to stop it and just got crushed. Yeah. So that's why I don't have that anymore. And that's so way to traumatize that lady who lost family members to gas, a moving triangle, <laughs> a twenty foot fall with a hand chopped off and the red X. Or she just could have been an old coot. I don't know. Either way, but yeah. I mean it seems more likely that her whole <laughs> It's more fun. It's more th- fun to think she got crushed, but you know. So ours is not family feud style, but do you feel ready to tackle our trivia today? Uh, sure, yeah. Cool, because our pod is powered by Correct Trivia Answers, and we actually like making progress through space and having our electricity run. Uh, we need this to literally pay our bills. <laughs> um, so here are your rules. We provide you with a pen and paper, and we're going to ask you some trivia questions. Our intelligence scanners will give you points for each answer you get right, but the AI also has a sense of humor, as do we. So in addition to correct answers, you will also be given points for answers that are so wrong they can make us laugh. So we'll give you some pity points coming your way. Um, we'll ask all the questions for a round and then give the listeners to think about, have time to think about their own answers. And then we'll check in with you to see how you did. That sound clear? Yep. Any questions? Nope. All right. Great. Let's roll. Uh, we're going to start with round one, which is our general knowledge round. Number one, 
the most popular concept of what a what? Let me take a stab at this. Yeah, this is not written in proper English. Okay, so I'm not crazy. AI. Yeah, no, it looks. If you look through the questions today, I think our AI is pranking us as well. The most popular concept of what Hawaiian garland is a wreath of flowers presented upon arriving or leaving as a symbol of affection. Oh. Did you know I had to add like 12 articles and prepositions yes, to that, that was sentence not, to make it work? It is not written as a full sentence yeah. on this document. Yeah, well. That is A-okay. I've I'm never just... been to Hawaii. I want to go to Hawaii. Me too. I'm going to Alaska this summer, Ooh. but... Is that that is the that exact is not, opposite? Yeah. Well, no, I mean they're on the same ocean. Uh, are they? I guess they are. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. Are. yeah, they are. I don't know, <laughs> but um, yeah. So we're going to go uh, walk on a glacier and take a cruise and go whale watching. You better go ahead and get that glacier walking done now while they still exist. Oof, oof, that was that hurt. All right, number two. This has uh, four parts to it, so two A, B, C, and D. All of these answers come from the NATO phonetic alphabet. Two A, it's the name of a cable channel. Two B, wild or the the grouch. I almost said the grudge. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a whole different NATO phonetic <laughs> alphabet. 2C, Marriott or Hilton. And 2D, the last one of these in Paris. I'm still thinking about Hawaii. I want to go, man. What would you want to do? Like, what would your first thing be? I think I would eat poi. Is poi fish? No, poi is the sort of like a wheat-based batter, I think. Really? Yeah. Huh, I always thought it was fish. No. I'm thinking of koi. Yes. God damn, I'm dumb today. What is wrong with me? Uh, no, I, I swear I'm smart, you guys. Look, if you want to eat koi, just go talk to Spock, because he's got a <laughs> koi pond that he's trying to fatten him up in. Question number three, Jason. I'll give you the subtitle of a famous book. You tell me the name of the book. It's a five-part question. 3A, the subtitle is The Modern Prometheus. 3B. What you will. 3C. Life in the woods. I really, I thought that was the new Justin Timberlake album. No, maybe not. All right. 3D. The curious lives of human cadavers. And 3E. The power of thinking without thinking. That's basically grad school in summary. I, I don't know. I have used the power of not thinking for years very <laughs> successfully. Um, but going back to Life in the Woods, kind of like Justin Timberlake, I'm thinking of Frozen 2 because... You're always thinking of Frozen 2. That's true. But uh, the lead dude has like a, his own song called Alone in the Woods. But it's like an 80s rock ballad and it just fully makes fun of itself. And it is a wild ride to watch the video to it. It's so stupid. Is it fundamentally about the philosophical question of if a man is alone in the woods, does a bear poop? Something like that. Mm, I'm sure a reindeer poops in that movie at some point. Yeah, it's got to happen. It's, it's child humor. There's got to be poop somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, not just kids' humor. That's fun for all ages. <laughs> 
<laughs> Number four. In 1969, the Indians of all tribes occupied which small prison island for 19 months in the name of freedom and Native American civil rights? Now, we should add that Indians of all tribes, there is a proper name. What is it? It's an organization of Native Americans. Oh, you're saying that is the proper That's name. That's the proper name. Indians I, thought you were, of all I thought you were saying there was an alternative proper name. No, no, no. That's it. I just yes. wanted to make sure that, that Jason, as he heard that question aloud, knew that we were yes. tis, know, tis a referencing proper noun. a proper noun rather than just being racist. <laughs> uh, yeah. So in our efforts to watch every Disney movie to acquaint Ryan with Disney, now that Disney Plus is a thing, we watched Peter Pan, which was always one of my favorites as a child. Oh, my God. I forgot how poorly the Native American scenes did not age well. Thing. Oh my god, like really awful. There's so much casual racism in Disney. Like when you're so a kid, let's you don't definitely expose all of our children to it. Like when you're a kid, you don't like pick up on that stuff, but watching it at 24, I'm like, oh my god, that's bad. Yeah. Jason, question number five is a four part question, and you'll have to figure out what stitches these four things together. 5A, it's the NFL championship game. 5B, it's a word that has existed since the 1940s, but was made popular by Mary Poppins. 5C, it's a 1985 Nintendo game that's spawned a cartoon and film. And 5D, it's the biggest Rick James hit. Which means it was later a hit for Dave Chappelle. Truth. And we have got one more question, number six. This is the last question of our Jonah Trivia Round. Which band has released albums called Lungs, Ceremonials, and How Big, How Blue, How Beautiful? All three of those albums by one amazing band? I know. How can it be? I know. All right, Jason, it's time for us to check in and see how you did in our general knowledge round. Question number one, the most comp... <laughs> you guys okay over there? This question is who wants to trip us up. What the... <laughs> what, what? The most popular concept of what Hawaiian garland is a wreath of flowers presented upon arriving or leaving as a symbol of affection. Uh, that would be a lei. A lei is, is correct. correct. And uh don't know what just happened there, but it actually felt like a sock was shoved in my mouth as I was trying to say that sentence. I feel like I should tell the listeners that this happened to us last week where I was totally unable to <laughs> say one of the questions. Uh, and I did go in and actually edit the audio so you could not hear me. Did you totally really? joking. <laughs> yeah, I did it. But I'm not going to do that this week. I'm going to let the world hear how deranged we were on question one of our own show. Oh, I'm, I fully acknowledge that yeah. I can't speak for my life. Uh, number two, all of these answers come from the NATO phonetic alphabet. 2A, it's the name of a cable channel. I believe that's Bravo. Correct. Uh, to be wild or the grouch or the grudge. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say Zulu. Uh, we're looking for Oscar. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, Oscar the grudge. <laughs> Very popular character. You see him in seven days, you're dead on Sesame Street. Yes. <laughs> oh, no, Bert. Goes. There's just a chalk outline of your body on the street. <laughs> oh, God. I regret this already. Too <laughs> soon. <laughs> Marriott or Hilton? Uh, that'd be hotel. Correct. 
And last one for number two, the last one of these in Paris. Tango. Correct. And Excellent ca- job. And cash. <laughs> the last Tango cash <laughs> in Paris is a movie I would watch yes. any day of the week. Number three, I'll give you the subtitle of a famous book. You tell me the name of the book. 3A, The Modern Prometheus. Uh, Frankenstein. That is correct. correct. 3B, What You Will or What You Won't. (laughs) That is Twelfth Night by William Shakespeare. My favorite Shakespeare play. 3C, I like that there's a jingle for your favorite Shakespeare play. 3C, Life in the Woods. Uh, uh, Bear Shitting. (laughs) That is Walden by Henry David Thoreau. 3D, The Curious Lives of Human Cadavers. Uh, Dead Like Me. That is Stiff by Mary Roach and 3E, The Power of Thinking Without Thinking. Keeping up with the Kardashians. A good answer, but we were looking for Blink by Malcolm Gladwell. Mm. I like your answer better, though. I think their subtitle would just be The Power of Not Thinking. Straight up. But the show makes it look like they're thinking. Yes. Does it? Yes, it does. I would say yes. Really? I don't know. I've never seen it. I've never been under the illusion that those people were... I've never finished a whole episode, I've never seen the show, admittedly. Listen to me being all judgy. <laughs> uh, number four. In 1969, the Indians of all tribes occupied which small prison island for 19 months in the name of freedom and Native American civil rights? Alcatraz. Correct. Alcatraz. Question number five. Part A. It's the NFL championship game. The Super Bowl. Correct. Five B. It's a word that has existed since the 1940s, but was made popular by Mary Poppins. Super Califragilisticexpialidocious. Yes. Did that word exist before Mary Poppins? Yeah, since the 1940s, according to that question. I really thought it was just pure nonsense for the movie. I challenge you, artificial intelligence. Show us your source for that information. Five APA citation. (laughs) Five C. It's in 19. 1985 Nintendo game that has spawned a cartoon and a film. Super Mario Brothers. Yes, Correct. indeed. And 5D, it's the biggest Rick James hit. Super Freak. No, Correct. I am so sorry. It is we are never, ever getting back together. <laughs> but that doesn't follow the no, pattern. No, you're right. It's Super Freak. Come on. Uh, Ross. <laughs> and uh, number six, which band has released albums called Lungs? Ceremonials and How Big, How Blue, How Beautiful. I don't know the name of the band, but they did the Baby Shark song. <laughs> that is very incorrect, although How Big, How Blue, How Beautiful are those baby sharks. Um, that is Florence and the Machine, mm. how, which is... How full are the baby shark's lungs? Uh, of water, of air, of humans. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but yes, they're one of my favorites, and I love them. Yay. After one round, what is the AI telling you that Jason's score is? Uh, beep, bop, boop. We've got 500 points on the board. A strong showing thus far. And man, the, the jingles and sound effects are just on point today. I know. I'm just on a roll. S- straight off the TI-87 Sinclair computer. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Okay. Can you imagine if like our AI was just like an old-ass IBM computer? I, I like to think of it more as a... a janky old palm pilot i thought you oh you're not using punch cards (laughs) (laughs) all right let's go left (laughs) when i first started using computers it was all cassette tape Mm, did you ever do that oh yeah wait are you serious oh yeah Yeah. oh yeah we're older than you are yeah i can't tell if you're fucking with me no 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 no. you could actually use a cassette tape to record and uh, you would have to uh, remember it was a commodore 64 yeah yeah so you would uh, put the tape in hit play and it would read it and while it read it the screen went blank 
and it would read all the stuff into memory, and then it would stop. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you couldn't just use, you know, a an MC Hammer cassette. Okay, that I think was my next question. It, it had to have computer data I, on it. Wait, did no, you did yeah. you do it with yeah, an MC Hammer? No, no, you could use regular cassette tape. You actually, you, you no, could, I mean, I you, mean, you could use any cassette tape, but you had to write computer data in order to make the computer work. Yes, but you could also cover up the hole and use that MC Hammer tape that you got it from Columbia House for fifteen. CD, 15 tapes for a penny, not that I did that, and hmm. just stick it in there and just record over it. Not that you did that, but some dude named Rayson Matthews and Mason Matthews and Kason Matthews, they all lived at your address and did it. Just gotta say. How how many fake identities did you assume for Columbia House and BMG? Uh, none. None. I just did it once. Now, I quit and you then rejoined. the system the I quit. Right I quit and well, rejoined. we all quit yeah. and rejoined. yeah. Oh yeah, Moss White. He he quit several times before yeah. coming back. And then I read the article about what they were doing for Columbia House back in the day. Holy shikes! What was it? Apparently, you know, so they were undercutting everybody and just getting the rights to the songs and not doing that and mass duplicating songs. Yeah, it's amazing. I can't remember the article, but it was like it was the heyday of Columbia House. How they were spending money left and right, but they were just being a really really crappy business model and just going down so it's a fascinating read i mean i would have thought you know 15 cassettes for a penny was a bad business model it was yeah round two today jason is our streets and boulevards round we've got six questions in the round and each correct answer is worth 50 points and our ai's been listening to us again because question number one (laughs) asks you to name these residents of sesame street 1A, this character is literally over a million years old. His birth date is October 9th, 1,830,653 BC. 1B, he was the only non-human to testify before Congress. And 1C, this character spent the first 14 years of the show only as Bid Bird's imaginary friend until creators made him a real regular. <laughs> Uh, October 9th is also the day that I'm getting married next year. So uh, happy birthday, that character. I'm, yes. just gonna, I'm just going to have a little stuffed version of them at my wedding everywhere, hidden. Ha- happy 1,832,673rd birthday to that character. Yes. That's math. Uh, Number two, in the 1984 film Splash, Tom Hanks falls in love with a mermaid turned human. She had to pick a name and quick. What New York City street did she name herself after? Speaking of Tom Hanks. Yes. The missus and I just watched Won't You Be My Neighbor on Blu-ray. How was Mm. that? Not the movie I thought it was going to be. It was a very sad. No, I just thought it was a little more Mr. Rogers centric. Mm. But... uh, it's a very different kind of human drama than we thought we were getting. Really? Yeah, I was surprised. We enjoyed it. It was good. Mm-hmm. It was good. I feel like it would make me sad for some reason. No, I don't think so. I oh, mean, okay. no, I think the part where uh, where King Friday is uh, hit in a drive-by shooting that that was sad. Uh, you know, I felt bad about that, and um, to see Daniel break down at his funeral. Uh, and just total tears and then become catatonic and ultimately be committed to an asylum that, you know, a little bit sad. Thanks, Ross. But uh, if you are now I mean, truly not, a sociopath, not overly sad. 
You know, I mean, a little sad. A little sad. <laughs> Just take number three, number psycho. Number three in Monopoly. What color represents the most expensive area on the board? And for 50 points extra, actually for 100 points extra, why not? Name those two spaces. I am. Have you ever finished a game of Monopoly? I have. Um, only against my fiance, and he got so mad that I won that he just hid under the covers of the bed. Jason, have you finished a game? Uh, yes. My daughter has discovered the love of Monopoly. <laughs> and She's eight. Yeah, I know, right? Well, it was a Disney Monopoly set, so it had all the characters and whatnot, so we played it the first time, uh, and, and, and I, I won. But every time we played it since, I've yet to beat her. Amazing. She so is shrewd. You got man. a little capitalist up in that house. She lo- she loves her some money. That is Has true. she figured out the whole hotel, her houses versus hotels trick? Uh, she has figured it out. Actually, we bought a new Monopoly game, the one that has the talking hat. So, it, yeah, so it's a voice control, so it, uh, it keeps track of all the money. It's a little... There's less properties, and it's... Be- I, she's, I still can't win that game. She still... She is... <laughs> crushing me left and right so that's why she wants to play a board game I'm like yeah no let's go play the switch no come on it's, it's always good for the ego to be trounced by an eight-year-old you got that right yeah the, uh, the last time i played monopoly i got ryan lion king monopoly because lion king's his favorite movie and walmart had a very limited edition lion king monopoly so i raced to walmart to go buy it for him and uh, the clerk thought it was for my son <laughs> so he was like wow your son's really gonna love it's like uh huh. Yes, yes, yes. He, yes, he will. <laughs> yes, my six foot ten, twenty four year old son. It's Jack. <laughs> um, number four. Moving on. Uh, this has four parts to it. Tell me what character lives at these fictional addresses. Four A, seven forty two Evergreen Terrace. Four B, uh, one twenty four Conk Street. 4C, 31 Spooner Street, and 4D is 4 Privet Drive. And that was the time when I released Ross's address and people stalk us. Yes, my address, go ahead and stalk us. My address is 12821 Deep Space. Yes, Uh, but good luck finding us because we are literally consistently moving. This is true, and we hope to keep moving. Hopefully, Jason will get 1,000 points and power the pod into a new sector of space. He looks like he's on the way. Question number five, Jason. In the Hollywood Walk of Fame, there were originally only four categories of star inductees. What was the fifth category that was added in 1984? I just read something really sort of pleasant about the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, is that the one where you put your handprints, or is that just the stars? No, it's just the stars. Oh, where's where do you put your hand? The Chinese Chroman's uh, Chinese Theater. Okay, uh, I read that when Mel Brooks did that, he wore a prosthetic sixth finger on one yes, hand. Yes, so that's that his correct. Would stand out. <laughs> I love that so much. I, that's some, that's something we would do. Right, totally. I would add just a second thumb though. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, number six, last question of our Streets and Boulevards round. Tell us the address of the White House. And that is the end of the round. So, Jason, you've had a little bit of time to think about those real and fictional streets and boulevards. 
Let's find out your answers. Number one, name these residents of Sesame Street. 1A, this character is literally over a million years old. His birth date is October 9th, 1,830,653 BC. Can I say the count? That correct. is correct. Oh. He's the only one that can you count just that flooded high. with re- relief. Yeah, because I, I had I, it sounded like count, but then you started throwing BC in there. I was like, wait, is Cookie Monster that old? I don't understand. Cookie Monster is an ancient evil. Well, I know, right? But it's count, count, not count. By the way, so did you know that? I did know that. Yeah. All right. <laughs> 1B. This is trivia host versus trivia host know, right, right here. So, did you know? Yes, I did know, motherfucker. I, I knew that Poor one. man's no, face there's, off here. <laughs> <laughs> there's, that's like one of four things I know, let's be honest. <laughs> 1B, he was the only non-human to testify in Congress. Big Bird? This one was Elmo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That actually shocked me because if I were a sitting congressman, I would not listen to that fucking screech during testimony i forget exactly what the case was but it it had something to do with the children's education programs fair enough and one c this character spent the first 14 years of the show only as big bird's imaginary friend until creators made him a real regular aloysius snuffleupagus yes Although you knew his first it, name. It's Aloysius. Yeah. But oh, oh, sorry. You, well, you get it. I'm from the, I'm from deep south. I know what it is. <laughs> um, well, I call it Aloysius. <laughs> but yeah, so Snuffleupagus was initially only Big Bird's imaginary friend, and like no one believed that he existed. But then the creators felt bad because then kids thought adults would never believe them about anything, so they made Snuffleupagus real so that children can like have more credibility in their statements. <laughs> also, the original Snuffleupagus terrifying they oh had, yeah they had to remodel him like oh my god the original one is horrifying so that one was aloysius yes yeah. yes <laughs> the alter ego the the dr jekyll and mr hyde situation uh number two in the 1984 film splash tom hanks fell in love with a mermaid turned human she had to pick a name and quick what nyc street did she name herself after madison avenue that is correct which apparently also led to a huge baby name boom of madison after the release of that film Oh, yeah. Any any Daryl Hannah character, always immediately you see that character's name reflected in baby name trends. Including my maid of honor, because she was named after that movie. Get out. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. Number three in Monopoly, what color represents the most expensive area on the board? I wrote down blue. Yeah. Can you be a little more specific? Royal blue. Yeah. Yeah. And for 100 extra points, name the two spaces that are colored royal blue. Park Place and Boardwalk. That, that is, is correct. correct. Number four. Tell me what character lives at these fictional addresses. A, 742 Evergreen Terrace. Uh, Homer Simpson. Mm-hmm. Correct. B, 124 Conk Street. I'm going to say the Little Mermaid. <laughs> That is SpongeBob SquarePants. Oh, yeah. C31 Spooner Street. Archie Bunker? (laughs) That is the Griffins from Family Guy. Oh, yeah. And 4D, 4 Privet Drive. That just sounds fancy. Uh, I'm going to say Miss Marple. No, we're looking for Harry Potter slash the Dursleys. Oh, well. (laughs) How, How long is it before somebody names their punk band the Dursleys? I'd be surprised that didn't exist already. If there was a punk man named Dudley Dursley, that'd be amazing. Agreed. Uh, number five in the Hollywood Walk of Fame, there were originally only four categories of star inductees. What was the fifth category added in 1984? <sighs> I got it down between two. I'm going to say books. 
that sigh has some reverb first off. That was wild to hear. But no, it was live performance or stage, theater. Stage, yeah. Between stage and book. There's only one person that's gotten all five stars. Or actually all four, I believe. Who is it? Gene Autry. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> so Take that. He's like the original EGOT then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I've used that question way, way, way yeah. long ago. That Gene Autry got all four of the yeah, stars? Yeah, I think I had that somewhere. Huh. I don't remember when I did that, though. Um, Ross, you want to take number six? Sure. Tell me the address of the White House, Jason. Uh, it's 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. That is correct. Absolutely. And if you can name who lives there. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> After two rounds, what is the AI telling us that Jason's score is? Uh, Jason is rocking it, and we have 900 points on the board so far. Only 100 points away from the 1,000-point threshold that will get us into a brand-new quadrant of space. Quadrant suggests there are only four quadrants in space. That's what the word means. And yet we seem to be in a new one every week. Maybe it's like a cube, and so there are actually like more than four inside the cube. Actually, it's more like a Monopoly board. You're just going from boardwalk to Mediterranean <laughs> To St. Oh James. God, really? We've just been passing go in space all this time. Where's our money? I want my two hundred dollars. <laughs> I, I think you better talk with your crew members about that. I, look, I am. Gonna... I'm the crew member. <laughs> oh well, I'm gonna get on my bike and I'm gonna ride around saying, <laughs> "I want my two hundred dollars." All right, gang. We'll be back after a short break with more trivia escape pod. Welcome to the third instructional video, How to Clean the Drag Frame. <laughs> Hello, if you're watching this video, you know you're having to clean the dry frame. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> oh, and that... we are back so... with Jason Matthews, who thinks he's caught in an infomercial. <laughs> sorry, it's <a> past gig. <laughs> That's actual permanent hell, just constantly being stuck in an infomercial. Friends, if you like the show, help us out by leaving a review or telling a friend to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Overcast, Google Play, all the places you can get podcasts, or just visit us on our site at TriviaEscapePod.com for a little podcast like ours, and I do mean little. We are small. Because our escape pod is like a 5 by 5 space. I am sitting here, Jason has one leg draped over me in our very tight cramped yeah, space. Yeah, you may you may want to get that checked out. Oh. Just saying. I I Oh wait, on. wait. Oh hey. Okay, there you go. That better? No, with that hurt anyway. Oh, sorry. <laughs> but for a little podcast like ours, every review matters. So give us a shout. Please, 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 please. And please. And also please. Yes. And please. And please please me by the Beatles. <laughs> All right, Jason, we've got our movie round coming up. You uh, ready for this ride? Uh, sure. Uh, so we are going to do a switch a letter movie round, or change a letter movie round, I should say, not switch. That's a different kind of round. That sure is. In our change one letter movie round, our artificial intelligence has written a series of movies. Now, these movies are going to sound suspiciously like movies that people have actually heard of and seen in theaters, and basically... The artificial intelligence has changed one letter in the title and written a brand new plot based on its title. We'll give you an example and see if you can figure out how this is working. 
The plot is a hiker gets his arm caught in a climbing accident, so he goes to a bar for a tremendous number of beers. Um, 127 pours. Pours, it is. Yes, all right. So changed from hours to pours, which feels like an upgrade over the James Franco movie. We've got 10 of these today. Jason, here is the plot to number one. Number one, a timid clownfish sets out on a journey to get venture capital for his son. That's some wholesome Disney-style entertainment, isn't it? That's like playing playing Monopoly with Disney characters. Is there like a song as he goes up the stairs at the elevator? Like, What would you even make a song about in that? Couldn't even tell you. (laughs) Number two, after an all-night adventure... Quentin's lifelong crush Margot disappears to be with the main character from Orange is the New Black. A show I never got into, but I don't regret that. It's it's one of those shows where you sort of like some of the characters, but then eventually they all do something that you're like, well, that's just horrible. And you, you feel like, I don't want to root for them. Yeah, that was the vibe I got from the random snippets I saw across seasons as I watched, like, as other people watched. I just was not interested. Yeah. Number three, a European family must survive being shipwrecked on a deserted island, and they do so by drinking heavily. Just sounds like my undergrad experience. Yeah, that um, actually sounds like Thanksgiving for me. (laughs) Not with a European family. Why would you celebrate Thanksgiving with a European family? Uh, to get away from America? Yeah, but wouldn't you then just be like, hey, I'm not doing Thanksgiving anymore. Then you're just eating so, dinner. So, well, right. <laughs> so this movie is just called Turkey. Number four. On the eve of their high school graduation, two academic superstars and best friends realize they should have worked less and read up on the small, rough, cauliflower-like growths on their skin. I hate that sentence so much. What, you don't like thinking about small, rough, cauliflower-like growths on your skin? No, it's really it's really the uh, the, the high school part. I don't like the high school part of that sentence. Yeah, high school's the worst, <laughs> right? Ugh. Uh, number five, decades after her original visit, the magical nanny comes back to help the Banks siblings relieve their constipation. Is that a sentence you like saying better? Than... Yes. Okay. Oh. I frankly like that one better than the other one, which is really saying how much I didn't like the other one. Fair enough. Number six. Two teenagers from each of the 12 districts of Panem are chosen at random to embrace. Ew, cooties. Okay, so you're all right. <laughs> With helping the bank's siblings relieve their constipation, but two kids embracing, you're like, oh, no. Everybody's got to go. Everybody (laughs) don't got to hug. Number seven, Belle leaves her beloved castle, or her her beloved's castle to become a bread maker. I, I I thought the castle was beloved, not... Castle was owned by her beloved. I'm going to repeat that whole one entirely. Belle leaves her beloved's castle to become a bread maker. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. She got it that time. I did it. (laughs) Number eight. An introvert freshman is taken under the wings of two seniors who welcome him to the real world 
of demolitions and plastic explosives. And number nine, aliens and their guardians are hiding on Earth from intergalactic bounty hunters. They can only be killed in order of their intelligence. And the next victim is not so bright. Okay, that, would, that, that would actually be a good YA novel. Oh my god, if, if people just came around killing off idiot teenagers. <laughs> I'm not sure it would be a great YA novel, but I would enjoy the hell out of it. That was actually like, do you remember when YouTube Red was like being publicized as like the big next TV streaming thing? I do not. I Because I, like, YouTube never, Red is terrible. I never watch YouTube. Uh, I am like one of those people who's like, meh. I love YouTube, but I didn't like the idea of YouTube Red. But one of the trailers for like when YouTube Red was first released, I don't remember what the show was called. It was like some kind of dystopian setting where high schoolers all basically took an SAT IQ test type thing. And essentially only the kids who did the best got to move on in society so it was called american high schools yes yeah okay but it was dirtier because dystopia sure and america 2020 not a dystopia moving on to number 10 <laughs> number 10 a farm boy turned pirate gives money to government officials in his quest to be reunited with his true love that sounds wholesome. Yeah, wholesome. Yeah. Just good. Yeah, giving money to government officials to try to get what you want. Again, America 2020. <laughs> uh, Jason, do you need us to repeat any of those for you? You feel pretty confident on them? Uh, no, but uh, yes, if you could repeat number one, please. Number one, sure. A timid clownfish sets out on a journey to get venture capital for his son. He's laughing to himself, which means I think he got it. No, I did not. Great. <laughs> There's a lot of these I didn't get, so it's okay. You want to just go ahead and go over? Yeah, let's just go for Let's do it. Okay. Number one, as I just said, a timid clownfish sets out on a journey to get venture capital for his son. I wrote Finding Venmo. <laughs> <laughs> not going to lie, I kind of like that. I do too. The correct answer there was Funding Nemo. Oh, yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, after an all-night adventure, Quentin's lifelong crush Margot disappears to be with the main character from Orange is the New Black. Uh, this one I didn't have anything for. Not a big fan of YA novels turned into movies. That is Piper Towns. Oh, I had Gone Girl. I was going a different direction altogether. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's like crazy eyes? I don't know how that works. I'm Number three, a European family must survive being shipwrecked on a deserted island, and they do so by drinking heavily. Uh, I'm going to go Swiss family uh, intoxication. <laughs> that is uh, changing more than one letter, Jason. What? <laughs> that was not explicitly. Oh, yeah, it was. We were looking for a Swigs family Robinson. <laughs> yes, of course, because that's very European. <laughs> Julia, why don't you go ahead and read number four? Sure. Number four, on the eve of their high school graduation, two academic superstars and best friends. Oh, you just wanted me to read this. I did Fuck want you. To read I didn't connect that. <laughs> uh, two academic superstars and best friends realize they should have worked less and read up on the small, rough, cauliflower-like growth on their skin. Uh, I hate you. Uh, I'm going to say Romeo and Michelle's high school bunion. <laughs> We were looking for books wart. <laughs> I got him while he was taking a drink. Oh, God. 
God. Uh, I got to watch more movies. <laughs> uh, number five, decades after her original visit, the magical Nandy comes back to help the Banks siblings relieve their constipation. Uh, I'm going to say Mary Poppins rebums. Uh, come on, man. We set this up for it. Mary Poopins returns. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I have a girl. I don't have a boy, so I don't have enough. Uh, so poop. fart jokes are. Yeah, yeah. We, we well, she has a little, but not as much as an eight-year boy. So <laughs> number six, two teenagers from each of the twelve districts of Panem are chosen at random to embrace. They are the Hugger Games. That is correct. correct. Fifty points. All right. Number seven, Belle leaves her beloved's castle to become a bread maker. I'm gonna say Beauty and the Yeast. Yes, that is correct. That's not a title that makes me happy. <laughs> Number eight, an introvert freshman is taken under the wings of two seniors who welcome him to the real world of demolitions and plastic explosives. Yeah, I got nothing for this one. We're looking for the perks of being a wall blower. I think the punch cards for the AI are a little... Oh, <laughs> oh it's working entirely off of cassette tape. <laughs> Number nine. Aliens and their guardians are hiding on Earth from intergalactic bounty hunters. They can only be killed in order of their intelligence. And the next victim is not so bright. Uh, I'm going to say men and duck. <laughs> this is... No, this is I am... Dumber four. Uh, yeah. Okay. Have you never heard of I Am Number Four? Uh, oh, oh, geez. Uh, if I did, it's been pushed out of my brain with uh, Baby Shark references. It was so. it was fairly YA. Like, it was a YA novel, and then it was made into a very YA movie. I have not been YA since, I believe, the first Bush was in office. So uh, <laughs> That sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so if there are any dystopian novels about the first invasion of Iraq, Jason will, <laughs> will absolutely throttle those <laughs> questions. Uh, actually, it's more Afghanistan. So, yeah. They, okay, anyway. but you know 11-year-old Julia had to have a crush on number four because, yeah. <laughs> number three was not all that. And number five, average at best. Was number five the hot chick? I don't remember. I don't remember that movie well enough. Uh, number 10, a farm boy turned pirate gives money to government officials in his quest to be reunited with his true love. That would be the princess bribe. That is indeed correct. Julia, after three rounds, what is our AI telling you that Jason's score is? Uh, Jason now has 1075, so we've reached our minimum to be able to progress through space. Excellent. I am receiving a notification on my screen that Spock is below decks, and he wanted you all to know that he is the one on the pod who has been reading a lot of YA recently. You're trash, Spock. YA trash. <laughs> first time listener, Spock is a cat. He is the cat that is on the escape pod with us. He stays below decks most weeks, hanging out with our engineer, Rachel. And I'm a little concerned because he has now learned to read. Yeah. Spock, send me a tweet of your three best YA ships, and then we'll talk. All right. So we'll, we'll wait for that. Uh, and as we do so, why don't we go ahead and move into the top 10 round? Jason, we have one more question for you. Each correct answer is worth 100 points. You get 10 guesses, but we will actually take any of the 17 highest ranking answers this time. And here is your question. 
which 10 individual people, alive or dead, have had their Wikipedia pages viewed the most times. So it appears as though our AI is asking Jason to delve deep into the global psyche <laughs> and figure out who people find interesting. My, uh, my academic advisor said the other day, and we really enjoyed this analogy, so like autobiographical memory, like the, basically the memories of your life and your own personal events and how you remember them, it's not like playing a DVD back or anything. It's not a perfect reconstruction each time. She compared it to a Wikipedia article because it's like open, crowdsourced, and easily changed. Yeah, constantly revised. <laughs> yes. And there's somebody correcting its grammar. Always. This puts me in mind of the old question, if you could have dinner with somebody alive or dead, mm -hmm. who would it be? Mm -hmm. You get three, four dinner guests. Who are your four dinner guests that you want to have a meal with, Julia? All one-on-one, -on -one, four separate dinners, or I all no, on the same it, dinner? I think they all have to be at the same dinner party. Ooh. So if, if Are translators post, allowed? Assume that they all speak English. Okay. I feel like that's what Americans do anyway, is they just assume everyone's going to speak English. That's very accurate. Yeah. Um, one of them would probably be Frida Kahlo. All right. Danny DeVito. Obviously. Uh, yeah. We've discussed that numerous <laughs> yes, times on absolutely. the podcast to date. Oh, man. Who else? I think Amelia Earhart's pretty badass. I'd, okay. like to, I'd like to bend her ear a bit. All right. And then fourth one. I don't know a fourth one. I can't think of one right now. So you're struggling. Oh, maybe Roll Doll. Number four. Oh wait, <laughs> Roll Doll might be pretty cool. Roll Doll would be pretty pretty dope. Oh, um, or Richard Kipling. I admire him too. All right. What about you? I would have to go with. Ooh, that. I mean, it is a hard question. Uh, I want to say Socrates would be on my list. Big mm -hmm. big fan of his work, mostly his, the way he dresses. I've seen Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Seem, <laughs> seems like he would be a pretty pretty cool guy. Uh, I'm thinking I mean, this, this one is really tough. Um, probably Marie Curie. Mm. And not just because she was a, a great scientist, but because she was helping with the French resistance, if I remember correctly. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, there's stories there. So, I think she'd probably be on the list. Uh, oh, Alexander the Great, for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, just because I'm like, that would be some rollicking dinner conversation. <laughs> and then Emily Dickinson, I think, would probably be number four. She is my favorite poet. Now, I'm not sure she would be like an awesome conversationalist at dinner. She might just kind of be quietly in the corner dropping <laughs> M dashes into the conversation. But I like she's so fascinating as somebody who we just don't really know. And mm -hmm. I know they've you know made funny movies about her and whatnot. But I just think that everything we know about Emily Dickinson is conjecture, mm -hmm. except for the poems themselves, which are spectacular. Hope is a thing with feathers is honestly one of my favorite pieces of poetry in the right. world. I know it's like really overdone. It's cliche, but I love it. Totally brilliant. <laughs> Jason, I know you're still working on your list, but four people you can have dinner with, who are they? Uh, I would have uh, dinner with, um, I would have dinner with Rick Moranis. 
Uh, I would have dinner with uh, Bob Barker. <laughs> I met Bob once. That's an, uh, Look, as a game show host. Yes, yeah. Know, that's a whole other story. There is no greater thing to aspire to than Bob Barkerdom. Well, almost. What? Name uh, a greater game show host. Uh, not necessarily a great game show host, but some of the things he's been accused of. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. I know nothing about Bob Barker. Oh, honestly. really? Oh, so he yeah. Did, he, he did animal ads, and yeah, he was very, it. he was very much. Uh, he's an animal activist, but yeah, he kind of admitted that he slept with the models. Oh. And had relationships with them, and was very, you know, was like, yeah, it happened. So I was like, yeah, okay, yeah, I get it. Yeah. yeah. So moving on. Um. Uh, probably President Obama. Uh, legit choice. Legit choice. And then, uh, just for uh, uh, number four. Uh, I'm not my my brain's gone. I got three, three, three. Right. We're gonna make three. I think for dinner you will have number four. Yes. Yeah. Um, also, to swap out Richard Kipling, I think I'd also like to talk to Elizabeth Loftus. She is very renowned in the autobiographical memory realm of psychology. She has a lot of research on eyewitness testimony and how susceptible we are to memory interference. And her research is really cool. Okay, Boomer. <laughs> I, I, I still got to come up with four. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jason. We asked which 10 individual people alive and dead have had their Wikipedia pages viewed the most times. We'll take any of the top 17 answers. What do you got? All right, here we go. Uh, I am going to start off with number one, President Obama. He is actually number two on the list with oh. 133 million views. Okay, okay. all right. Uh, number two, I went with Prince. Unfortunately, mm -mm. Prince Ooh. is not on the top of the list. Why would that be? Because you already know everything you need to know about Prince. <laughs> he is in you. He is a sexy... Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, number three, I wrote down Taylor Swift. This one surprised me because Taylor Swift is not in the top 17, hmm. though some of her contemporaries are. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, number four, I wrote MLK. Another surprising one, but no. Okay. Well, not big on the Wikipedia. So, uh, Five, Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson is number three on the list with 116 million views. All right. Uh, number six, I wrote down George Washington. Not on the list. Fair enough. Yeah. Not enough book reports. Now, I did go visit that page in preparation for this question, and it said, President Wooden Teeth died horribly. That was it. That's all it says. Yep. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, number seven, uh, Alexander Hamilton. Oh my gosh, no, not on the list. Nor is Lin Manuel Miranda, because at some point their pages just merged. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number eight, uh, Jesus. Jesus Christ, not on the list. Although uh, one wonders if the makers of this list were like, was he real? We don't know. We're not putting him on. Mm -hmm. uh, number nine, Trump. Donald Trump is the number one most viewed Wikipedia page of all time with 161 million views. All those people were at his inauguration, too. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. That's true. I can show you a picture that I've drawn with a Sharpie. <laughs> you know that's legit. Yeah, totes. Totes legit. Uh, number 10, uh, Buddy Hackett. <laughs> Buddy Hackett is... Number one on the list, tied with Donald Trump. No. God, no. There was no chance. I did just watch The Love Bug again recently. Oh, nice. And Buddy Hackett's face in that movie is just gold. The rest of the movie is so boring. <laughs> but Buddy Hackett's face, 
worth the price of admission. Yes. Yeah. Here are the 10 most viewed Wikipedia. Actually, we'll give you the 17 17 most viewed Wikipedia page of all time. Number one, Donald Trump. Number two, Barack Obama. Number three, Michael Jackson. So you got those. Number four, Lady Gaga with 111 Mm. million. Number five, Eminem with 107 million views. Number six, Adolf Hitler with 102 million. Number seven, Queen Elizabeth II with 102 million. Number eight, Cristiano Ronaldo, 99 million. Number nine, Justin Bieber, 95 million. Number 10, Steve Jobs, 89 million. Number 11, Kim Kardashian, 88 million. Number 12, Freddie Mercury, 86 million. Number 13, Stephen Hawking with 84 million. Number 14, Lionel Messi, 82 million. Number 15, Lil Wayne has 81 million views. That was the surprise on the list for me. Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne. Hi. Number six. I think the Masked Singer had something to do with that, though. Oh, you're probably right. (laughs) Number 16, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, 79 million views. He's also, isn't he number two on Instagram or number three on Instagram? I think we learned that in a previous week's trivia and number 17 on the list miley cyrus my queen 79 million page views so basically if you've had a movie or a television show made about you or you're a famous soccer player or a president or a president or a president soccer player in the last few years yeah let's have a president soccer player let's make that next I would vote for Cristiano Ronaldo in a heartbeat. <laughs> Why not? Because uh, he's not a native-born American. Oh, you know. Oh, the Constitution optional today? Uh, you know. <laughs> Hasn't it been for the last three well, and a half years? Well, you yeah. know. Yeah. All right. Well, what is Jason's final score? Your final score, Jason. You did a great job. You have 1375 for the day. Ah. That is great. That's enough to power us into another area of space. Oh, look at the dance you're doing, Jason. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I've never seen a shimmy quite like that. (laughs) Don't steal it. Well, in this very confined space, it's... Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to do that to you. Don't brush up against me like that. To stop. You're going to hit my mouth. Fine. Fine. I'm just going to go turn myself into HR. All right, fine. Does that work? (laughs) As always, all of our questions were provided by our AI supercomputer. So if you think it made a mistake, shoot us an email at TriviaEscapePod at gmail.com or give us a shout on Twitter at TriviaEscapePod. We're also happy if you want to send us a piece of trivia that you'd like to hear on the podcast or an idea for a round. Uh, so, Jason, we know that you need to get back to your pod, so this is our chance to talk to you about anything you have coming up. Well, yep, so I'm still hosting um, Opinionation at the original Flying Burrito every Thursday at 7.30. I believe uh, I'll also be getting back in the trivia hosting business. Uh, can't say quite yet, but that'll be on Monday nights. That's coming up. And, of course, uh, also perform at Comedy Works in downtown, well, not downtown, West Raleigh now, off across from Meredith College. So uh, come on out, have some fun, or see me be do that shimmy uh, that I did in Ross's face. <laughs> it's a horrifying shimmy, but it is definitely worth one. The you price cannot of one you cannot look away from. You'll never unsee it ever. Yes. You'll see it in your dreams. Yes, it's the grudge of shimmies. <laughs> 
And uh, guys, if you want any kind of tarot reading, tarot advice, as you know, you can find me at Tall Sunflower Tarot on Instagram or Facebook. And my Instagram messages are working again. Yay! The update finally stopped glitching. So now I can respond to direct messages again. If you are one of the 15,000-plus writers descending upon AWP in San Antonio a little later this week, you can catch me at the Bull City Press table in the book fair. Come on by, say hi, and see what we've got that's new on the table. And as always, you can catch me and or Julia Tuesday nights at Linda's on Franklin Street in Chapel Hill, where we host live trivia and never shimmy in the faces of participants. <laughs> Come for us and stay for the mac and cheese. <laughs> Jason, thanks for being here. It has been a blast to have you here until you started dancing. And now it's just a horror show. A horror show. <sighs> Fine. <laughs> not you, not the, not the first time you ever said that to me. That is it really is not. Yeah, it's not so. <laughs> All right guys, take it easy. Peace. Deuces. And he got out that airlock fast. <laughs> he didn't want us to report him to HR. I guess not. I guess he probably does not realize that our HR department is a cat who's an asshole. Speaking of that cat, I'm pretty sure he tangled himself in all of the shoelaces. Oh, no. <laughs> now he's just rolling in like a weird tumbleweed it across does, the floor. It's, it's almost like a cat playing with a ball of yarn, but he is slowly becoming the ball of yarn. Yes. <laughs> Uh, so, Roz, I think it's time that, A, we untangle Spock, or let him stew. Yeah, we'll figure it, it out. Yeah, Rachel can figure that You're out. You're right. She brought this on us. So, we're just going to go back to bed. Uh, we're going back into stasis, so we will see you all next week.